It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Now, here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day. Yeah, I still say it. I don't, I'm not going to apologize for it. All right, so every Wednesday, 10 o'clock hour, our pal, our friend, our teammates, Melanie Ricks. Hello. Hi, I'm Mel. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. So last week, we were talking about your impending weekend plans, and for you, that meant yes. you are going to cover for all of the Harley fans who weren't coming to the homecoming, mm-hmm. all the events, I assume the concerts. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, a wild ride. Hey! <laughs> nice, well played. I expect Thank nothing you. less. What okay. was your schedule like? Oh my gosh, all day, every day. Yeah. So we were, we were out there. I mean, we were stomping down all the way from Thursday through Saturday. So we weren't there on Sunday. Um, we filmed some stuff on Saturday for Sunday. But essentially, we got moving Thursday morning, and then there was no quitting us until the sun went down. But it was really fun. So a lot. you were all access, right? You were everywhere? We were everywhere, correct, okay. yeah. And so, essentially, we were giving behind the scenes and showing, uh, you know, some of the employees from around the world and, you know, Harley dealers and pretty much Harley associates, things that they were missing out on because they couldn't be there. But speaking of, I met people from literally everywhere. I mean, name it, I've met them. I mean, literally, South Korea, Tokyo, the U.K., Australia, everywhere there is a Harley dealership, literally. What was their reaction to the homecoming? I mean, all accounts, everything went off as smoothly as, as planned. Yeah. The, the concerts were amazing. Some of the, the visuals, the images were incredible, breathtaking, yes. stupendous. Yes, and I didn't realize it was such a big deal that the Foo Fighters were performing. I know they're a big group, but I didn't realize that this concert in particular, it's a big deal for their fans. I mean, there were people, I talked to a group, they were from, I think, San Francisco, and they're like, yeah, we came for the Foo Fighters. So I thought that was pretty remarkable that they traveled from across the country to come to this concert. And, you know, all these people are seemingly gathered for the Harley homecoming. But it's like there are Foo Fighters fans and Green Day fans coming as well. So it was just it was really dope to see. During the concerts at the lakefront, there was something like 50,000 people in the in the immediate area and much, much yes. more than that past that. What did that feel like? Oh, my gosh, it was incredible. Very expansive. Um, the Harley crowd is interesting. Every It's weird because... There are so many different people from so many different walks of life. The best way I can describe it is they're Harley riders. I mean, they, they are so many different personalities, so many quirks. Like you said, it went off without a hitch. There, there seemed to be like this, I don't know, like this air of like, yeah, we're all cool. We're chilling. We're here. We all love Harley Davidson or live music or food or whatever it may be. And we're just catching a vibe. And it literally was the definition of just catching a vibe. I know you spent a lot of time as sort of an unofficial ambassador of Milwaukee, and sometimes official ambassador of Milwaukee, especially when you're talking about the Bucks. This is one of those things that I think resonates with people about this city, right? I think so, too. 100%. I mean, Harley, it's synonymous with Milwaukee, and rightfully yeah. so. It was born here. So to be able to be that person that kind of represents Milwaukee to all those dealers and associates around the world, that's got to be a special thrill. It is, but you know what, Steve? I'm so used to just doing it. I don't look at it that way, and I appreciate when people like you say those kind of things, I was with DJ Shauna last night and she said something similarly where I don't know, we were talking about something and to me it's work, but like, it's not like it's work, like, Oh, it's labor or it's laborious. Like it's nothing like that. It's more just like, it's work. It's a gig. It's what I do. I get the assignment. I, I execute. But to your point, it is a big deal. It's you're representing something bigger than you and they don't just choose anybody for those things. And I have to remind myself of that. Well, I love that you 
just got to be around kind of the closest thing I can think of to world peace where everybody's from all around. Sandy, thank you for saying it that way. That's what it felt like. It was odd. Because it was so peaceful. You know what I mean? And I hate to say that, but just but it, that's what it felt like. Of all nationalities yes. getting together and just looking out over a lawn or over a parking yes. lot at one of the dealerships and just seeing different faces and different, yes. all just getting together and exactly. trading stories about motorcycles. And then that you've also been, because you're part of the Milwaukee Bucks, you had to have sensed sort of that same vibe, bringing the whole city together with the championship parade. One million percent. I would definitely equate the two. And really fun fact, they're doing Harley Homecoming now. Every year. So it's going to be an annual peace gathering, everybody. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Because some people say it's going to take away from the five-year. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. I don't believe they're going to, like, blow it out the way that they do the five years. You know what I mean? I mean, like, every five years they do, like, a pretty big anniversary celebration. I don't think it'll be that They're annual. not bringing the Foo Fighters every year. I don't think so. It'd be cool, <laughs> but I don't think cool. so. I think it's going to be more of, like, a Harley Fest kind of vibe. One more real quick, because we've got to get to break. Do you think, I, I made this point with Sandy one of the days this week, do you think that Lake Park, Veterans Park area, could that be one of these it's, extra music places? Yes. I'm shocked we don't use it more, Steve. I was thinking that exact thing. I was like, wow, why don't we use this lawn more? I mean, it's incredible, the space, yeah. everything about it, the location, the water. I mean, everything about it. It's just stupendous. On a 10 to 10, um, Harley's pulling off this event. Where they? What number would you give them? 12. Really? 12. They that's killed imp- it. That's impressive. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Trust me, I've been parts of events that didn't go well. Her name is (laughs) Melanie Ricks. You can catch her on the Truth 1017, 12 to 1. She's going to stick around for a little bit. Lots more to talk about. Wednesdays with Mel and Sandy and Steve. More after this. Wednesdays with Mel. That's what's happening right now. Mel, Melanie Ricks. I keep calling her Mel. Do you like Mel? I love Mel. All right. So my name is Melanie, obviously. I prefer Mel. Steve, do you know that I feel like warm inside when people call me Mel? That's good. And if people say Melanie, I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm used to my mom <laughs> That's like a mom me Melanie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when my mom rolls out the full name, like, there's a question coming yeah, after this. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what's going on there? But exactly. thank you for that, because, you know, sometimes you get introduced to people like Pancake Hill, who's a producer in the, for Wisconsin's Morning News. Like, I get that that's his fun nickname, and I've listened as a fan. But I, when you first meet someone, you're like, hey, pancake. <laughs> it doesn't feel right until somebody yeah. says, oh, call no, me call that. call me that. No, so for sure. I'm glad to know, like, Mel is the way to roll. And, for sure. And have you feel comfortable. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Also, just really quick, hmm. I have to say this to you, Steve. Yes. Do you know the first time I, like, wrote a correspondence to you? I didn't know if you called yourself, if you spelled it Steve, P-H. But I'm like, no, that's Steph. He wouldn't spell it like right. that. Explain to me how you change it to the V from Steven. Uh, well, I don't change it to the V. You I, don't. I use short Steve, and then you can't really use the... I don't really use the Steph, because you could, or... But it'd be Steph, then, So right? my full legal name is Steven with a PH. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And that's the English spelling, because I was born in England. Right. Which I don't know if you knew in I did not know that. So, and in okay. England, going back to when I was born, which is, trust me, a long time ago, <laughs> the parents of a child submitted your name. It had to be approved. Like, now you can make up whatever you want. Yeah. The names in England, in the UK at that time, you had to have official government approval of that first name. Huh. And there was a list, apparently, and Stephen is the way that you spell that name, Steve here, or S-T-E-V-E-N in the United States. That's how they spelled it there. So it's a kind of a weird thing, but... I go by a lot of different things. Some people used to call me Stefan. Yeah, yeah. But Steve is just an easy way to say it. Yeah, and I know it's Steven, obviously, P-H, and that's why when I first wrote, I'm like, do I write E-V-E? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I call you Mel. You can call me Steph if you want. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
right. I'll take that. All right, Steph. I'll take that. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, sorry to get sidetracked, but I've always wanted to ask you about that because it's Using unique. someone's name and using someone's name in the right way, in the way that the person wants, is a sign of respect. So, I think so I'm too. all for it. It's essential. It really is. I mean, hey, if, if you want to go by a certain name, that's what we to call you, right? Yeah. Here, here. Although, yeah. although, let me just interject because we're getting off topic, but I'm curious about this. The rise of famous people not using their, their own names. Everybody's got nicknames now. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't like who the, like, what's the one? Bad Bunny. Yeah. I, where does that come from? I don't even know his real name. But that's a stage name. It's a stage name. A, no one uses their real name anymore. I know. Because that's blame creative them? license. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, well, my goodness. And you know what? I think oftentimes their parents aren't aware that they're giving birth to a, a future celebrity. <laughs> yeah. So they probably name them something really simple like Adam, which no disrespect to an Adam, but there are a lot of Adams in the world, so you got to distinguish yourself, right. right? Anyway, just an there aside. There aren't that many yeah. bad bunnies. There, I think there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea about his music at all. I don't listen to his music. Yeah, Latin music. All right, you had a couple of hardly questions you wanted yeah. to ask. Uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated that you got to basically be all access and be the eyes, ears, and screen for Harley employees yeah. on their screens around the world who couldn't make it. And now that the Harley Davidson celebrations are going to be annually, mm-hmm. I'm hoping you tipped some of those people to become world travelers oh, yeah. for next year. Oh, yeah. But what are one or two stories that stick with you from people that you met or... An event like what are some of the more unique stories? Well, one of them. So there's a family. It's actually kind of funny. So they're from Atlanta, and it was a couple with their two small daughters. And I, before we like got started at the museum on Thursday, I saw that there was a little area of little tykes just riding their little mini bikes, and it was adorable. It looked they looked like they had little <laughs> motorcycles. And I don't know if you know this about me. I love kids. I really, really adore little humans. I just think they're little, they're so squishy. You know, and they're just like little versions of us that I think they're adorable, right? So I see these little human bikes and they, they are bicycles, but they look like motorcycles. And I, I saw two kids riding on. I thought it was the most adorable thing ever. I could have felt it. And so I was walking around with them, you know, filming the things. And then I ran into a family. They were from Atlanta. I struck up a conversation with them. And I'm like, hey, by the way, you know, there are little bikes over there for the kids. They're like, oh, thank you so much. I ran into them later, Sandy. Do you know that they said to me, thank you again for pointing that out. We were in Chicago and we were like, why not go up to Milwaukee and just walk around? They stumbled Hmm. into the Harley homecoming. They are Harley riders. They had no idea what's happening. And they were like, this made our trip, like just being here. And they said, we're in Chicago. We're from Atlanta. We just were like, let's just go to Milwaukee and just walk around and see what's going on having no idea that it was a Harley homecoming. So I thought that was really cool and very funny that they're writers and they, they just yeah. Well. So yeah, I don't know. They, I think they were on like a, what is it? Like a, a nationwide, like kind of like family road trip kind of thing. Cause they said they were just kind of venturing and going and they just kind of stumbled on it. So I thought that was really adorable. Good call. Um, it was, Hey, but it wasn't even really about the little bikes, but I think the overall experience. Have you that. seen any numbers on out of town versus Southeastern Wisconsin attendance? I was going to say, 95% of the people I met were not from here. I mean, really? I, I'll bet 75% were from out of the country. Like, there were very few that I actually even met from the oh, States, that's, that's believe amazing. it or not. It, it was incredible. Uh, I'll tell you another fun story. There was a, a social media star, a YouTube star. I didn't know him, but he's from Korea, and apparently he has, South Korea, and he apparently has a billion YouTube followers. And so we got to be in his video, which I thought was so fun. I had no idea what he was saying, but he was great. And uh, his camera, high energy, high energy, very colorful. And you know, it's funny. He's not a writer, but he's a YouTube sensation. So he puts himself at big events because he's smart like that. And I'm like, 
that's different. That takes a different kind of craft for you to travel the world to something that you really know not too much about, but you understand it's going to be a big deal, you know, where I'm from, so I'm going to be there. Mel Ricks, 1017 The Truth. We'll, we'll keep you through the break. We'll see what else is on your mind yeah. for in a little short segment before we get to the the next topic, which is the uh, redo sort of of my mayor-to-mayor segment, although it's not a mayor today. It's, well, I'm a mayor. That's coming up in, in about five minutes. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Anxious to get back to that. Good. All right, take a quick break here. <laughs> listening to WTMJ Now. WTMJ Now, Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max, and on Wednesdays in the opening salvos of the 10 o'clock hour, Melanie Ricks, Hello. Mel Ricks, fresh from her great experience at Harley Homecoming. Yes. So um, one of the things we were tossing around, you, you always ask us a question. Yeah, so, I like asking questions. Yeah, and that's kind of how you approach your show, <laughs> sure, right? You yeah. ask the audience a question. Yeah. And I, we all kind of do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I've realized, I don't know if you feel the same way, the two of you, I don't really like to be asked. Like, I'll... I'll answer questions that I'm asked. I prefer to be the one asking the questions. I love yes. asking. I'm so intrigued by other people, you know? There's a curiosity. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what's your question? All right, so my question today, <laughs> and uh, this is for the listeners as well, because I think it's a good thing to just ponder. If you could choose any celebrity, dead or alive, you could choose the child, excuse me, of any celebrity, dead or alive, to write an autobiography, like a bare all, like no holds bar type of autobiography, who would you choose? Like the child of the yeah. celebrity, not the celebrity themselves. So you want to uh, understand that celebrity's life from the child's perspective. Who would you choose? You know who? This would be way out in the future. Mm. Uh, is it Baron Trump, the young child of? Yeah, I love this. So you want Baron's autobiography or his kids? I want him to write a, a story about his dad. Really, yeah, for <laughs> that's sure. what I want. To I see. would love to read and, that. And Donald Trump's not dying, so let's not you know put it that way. But right. in no, the future, I hear you. I hear in the you. future, I hear you because it could be dead or alive. But I, think, I hear what you're saying. I think it'd be fascinating. The kids had a pretty high end life. I mean, and I've read, and I know there are so many confl- conflicting reports. I've read they don't have much of a relationship. Unfortunately, like. Not in the best yeah, way, I don't know. you know. I'd so be I'd be fascinated as well. That would be a truly unique story. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. I no, agree. That would be mine. That's a great answer. That is a good one. What about you? Because <laughs> my head immediately went to Lisa Marie Presley, which is very silly. And I've read many, many books about Elvis. It's not like I need some but from new his perspective. Kids perspective, though, that may be a unique one. But I feel like I know a lot about Elvis, so I'll have to still stew on that one. Okay. And her, the, would it, would it, the circumstances of her death are like crazy. She had a surgery, and then she had complications, basically a couple years later. Well, and a little odd that. Her dad passed away yeah. in a bathroom. Yeah. Similar. And now she died of a bowel obstruction. Like, mm, that no, is a strange very, little parallel very, there. Very odd. Bless both of them. Yeah. What's your answer? You know, it's tough. I've gone back and forth quite a bit about it. Um, I almost feel like I would want to hear from somebody from, actually, you know what? I would love to hear the perspective of uh, Caroline Kennedy. And I don't know if she's ever written a, an autobiography. But I would love to hear her perspective from because she's the older. She was the old or is the older. She's still alive. Yeah. Kid mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah. You know, she I would imagine remembers quite a bit because she was a little bit older. What? Six or seven when her dad passed. And sounds about right. And I feel like something like that obviously is so traumatic. I would imagine it's one of her first core memories. So I would be curious what that was like for her, what the transition was like when her mom married the new guy, you know, all the yeah. things because. I don't know. The Kennedy thing, it always fascinates me, Steve, and it always will. Both yeah. of you went Camelot. presidential. I went Presley. Yeah. Uh, we did get a text on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, 
414 says Anthony Bourdain's child. Who is that? Yeah, CNN, the guy, he hosted the kind of a cultural... Celebrity chef. Yeah, ah, okay. Went around the world, amazing backstories of places And really that seemed to seize life. Yeah. And then ended his life. Yeah. Mm. So just, a, yeah, that would be an interesting perspective. If you have one of those, we'll, we'll kind of weave them in throughout the rest of the show as uh, Mel takes off. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, what, what are you teeing up on your show this afternoon? Do you know yet? Wednesdays are hot takes. My hot take. You want right. to hear it? Yeah, let me hear it. <laughs> we should not expect instant uh, responses from our friends. We need to normalize not texting our friends back immediately or not calling somebody back immediately. Sometimes you just got to gotta get back to somebody when you're ready to. Real life, sometimes my daughters text me and I don't answer for like 24 hours and they get mad about it. We need to normalize them being okay. Unless with you. it's urgent, what's the other right. Then right. call if you then really call. need the exactly. answer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All yeah. right. Always great to hang out with you, Mel Ricks. And I would also just say, as far as calling, since I brought up a sensitive subject, nine eight eight is the mental health number. If you or anyone is experiencing love that. Love that.